We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Tuesday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I am Jake Letarski, joined today by Chris Benzine. If you are out there on Twitter, you can follow Chris at Crispy272002. You can follow myself at Jakeski52. Chris, you were recently confirmed for your first ever Rotowire Las Vegas trip coming up in this July. Have you ever been there before, and what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I've never been to Vegas before, so I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I feel like I might go a little more touristy than probably the veterans there mm-hmm. to start at least. It's not a long trip, but so I might I might do a few touristy things that other people uh, aren't going to do, but uh, might have to join with some of the other people that may be first-timers as well. And then uh, I'm, I'm planning on just doing some of the – regular rotowire activities that other people have planned as well so exactly i'm so, looking for a good forward to a good time so if it comes down to it you're gonna spend more time at, at the pool the casino or the sports book i feel like i'm gonna go casino first then possibly hopefully pool i don't know how much time i'll spend in sports but i'll probably put you know i'll probably maybe put a better two down there yeah. while i'm there we will be going during the mlb all-star games there'll be tons of good props and home run derby bets to throw down a lot of fun in Vegas anyway, but uh, this is the Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast after all here, and we're going to be talking about the Tuesday slate of games in Major League Baseball, and as is typical here, uh, we're going to be back to a full slate on Tuesday, and we're going to start off the show by talking about cash game pitchers, pitchers that are generally pretty safe, generally a high price tag, and you have a really high 
high floor with guys like this. So, you know, maybe not someone that you want to use in tournaments because of the high ownership percentage, but someone to make sure that you finish in the top half in your 50-50s or up there in your double-ups. But I'm going to go ahead and try to predict the top-tier options for Tuesday. Of course, Clayton Kershaw is on the hill. He's going to face the Marlins at home. I'd imagine he'll be the highest-priced guy around 11-5, even up to 12 uh, you know, that's always a possibility there. Uh, Max Scherzer uh, going to be ha- a home matchup against the Phillies. we got Chris Sale at Toronto, David Price at Atlanta, Johnny Cueto home against San Diego, Garrett Cole at Colorado, and Dallas Keuchel at Seattle. So there's a ton of aces on the mound. I kind of think of those top four to five in their own tier and then moving on from there. Uh, to get things started here, Chris, David Price. Got off to the season, dreadful outing recently in his last one where he gave up eight earned runs to bring his ERA up to 7.06. He's going to be high-priced still, but he's moving over to a National League park here. Do you think you can trust him or where he'll at least get to face a pitcher? Yeah, uh, like you said, he did have a rough start to the season, but if you look at it, his strikeout totals are still there. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He has 32 strikeouts through 21 and two-thirds innings so far. So other than a couple blow-up innings he's had, he's been pretty decent overall. So if if you look at the Braves, they're on the league average in strikeouts, which is up from previous seasons when they had some of the better contact hitters, such as Andrelton Simmons there. They were generally around the bottom of the league, so they're around league average now. It's not as scary to go against them as it would be in the past. Uh, run production, though, is still down for them, so that's a, that's a bump too. Uh, the Braves are among the worst, again, in producing runs, so it's another... There's another good matchup there if you're looking at it. He's also um, he's also pitching in a nice pitcher's park there in Atlanta. And like I said, the opposing lineup isn't very scary, and Freddie Freeman's off to a, a bad start for them. Mm-hmm. He's batting below the Mendoza line right now and has just one home run so far. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have any protection in that lineup. Yeah, no, he, there's no one really there outside of him that you'd really that's really scary too much. So if you're doing that... I mean, I definitely would go with him as one of my options. Uh, and then you look at the, the K-rate for the, the Braves as well. It bumps against uh, Southpaws. They're at 23.4% against lefties versus just 29 or 20.9% overall. So there's a reason there's reason to believe he'll bounce back in that one, and uh, especially against with, with the favorable matchup that he has in this one. So if I'm looking at uh, somebody to go with as a – as a cash game pitcher, he might be one of my favorites for for the Tuesday slate. Yeah, I do I do agree with that analysis. I think it's going to be a good chance for David Price to get back uh, and right the ship here. His first three games of the season, he struck out 10, struck out 8, struck out 9, and those were all against American League opponents here. So he'll get a chance for maybe uh, a couple uh, extra strikeouts, double digits, definitely in play here. For me, of course... Uh, you know, not just because I love the guy as a player, but you know, I gotta, I gotta always start with Clayton Kershaw when you're talking about cash games. He's, uh, I'd say, he has just as good of a chance as Price to get double-digit strikeouts. He's been very stellar this year. I remember in 2015, he got off to a bit of a rocky start before he really kind of got back to Kershaw-like numbers. But I always got to consider a guy like Kershaw. Now, the problem is, is I don't know his price quite yet at the time of the recording, but he's going to be up in the $12,000 range sooner or later. And then after that, you start needing to get a little bit selective with his opponents. Am I right there? Yeah. Um, if you look at the – they have a option to unclick the probable pitchers on, on Monday's uh, FanDuel slate, mm-hmm. and Clayton Kershaw is actually listed at 13000 So at that price, it, it is pretty high, but obviously – you're going to pay for a guy that you know is probably going to have, I mean, 
Marlins offense has not been good at all so far this season. So, I mean, he's a guy you're going to pay up for, but you know you're probably going to get high, high production from him in that game. Yeah, Kershaw way off the charts uh, compared to everybody else. And, you know, I'm still going to try to find a way to use him. But, you know, depending on how things play out, I might also be looking towards a player like Johnny Cueto. And you're going to save a little bit of money there. Uh, if uh, Monday's prices carry through to Tuesday, he'd check in at just under $10,000. And I think he's going to be a great value with a player like Johnny Cueto. A lot of things stacking up in his favor. The Padres strike out a decent amount, top 10 in the league here. Uh, they're down in the bottom third in a lot of offensive categories, just not really living up to the offensive uh, production so far. Cueto 3-1 and one to start the year, off to a good year. I really think the move to San Francisco is going to be helping him out. Yeah, I mean, there's when he was pitching last year in Kansas City, it was pretty good for him, but I think his, the offense in in uh, San Francisco is pretty much is pretty similar. It's not mm -hmm. that Kansas City wasn't known specifically for like racking up runs. They were just a, a great contact team. Mm -hmm. They were able to get on base. I mean, San Francisco's uh, a, a similar lineup. I wouldn't be you get some run production there, and like you said, they have a good matchup and against the the Padres. So there's definitely a good chance for a win there, mm -hmm. and uh, that's what you're really looking for if you're looking for a cash game pitcher. Getting somebody that has a good chance at a win. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of good chance at a win, Giants minus 158 favorites in that game. That is one of the biggest on the day outside of, let's see, there was one that I saw that was quite off the charts. Nationals are minus 205 favorites against the Phillies. So uh, Max Scherzer could have another good outing, but I'm a little bit worried about him because he does have a 4-3-2 ERA on the year. I mean, small sample size, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, he does have a tough opposing pitching matchup in Vincent Velasquez, who's been off to a stellar start to the year for the Phillies. So maybe watch out for some of those top-tier options. Kershaw, probably the safest, but as, as you can tell by both of us here, we're, we're pretty high on both David Price and Johnny Cueto. If you're listening to this podcast, you know how much Chris and I love daily fantasy baseball and love talking to you about it. We want to deliver great content to our listeners, and the best way to do that is to learn more about you. In order to do that, we've created a survey that's quick, anonymous, and you'll have a chance to win a Google Chromecast just for helping us out. Visit www.mylistenerstudy.com and tell us about yourself. That's mylistenerstudy.com. Dot com. We'll learn more about you, and you'll get a chance to win a Chromecast. That's what I call a win-win. Remember, that's mylistenerstudy.com. Easy to rate and review the podcast. Give us a little bit of feedback uh, as well, and uh, you know, let us know what we can improve upon there. But uh, okay, so we got our cash game pitchers on, under the uh, in the books already here, Chris. Let's move on over to hitters now. A question that I kind of dived into a little bit on the XM show this morning and that has been kind of pressing my mind all day is you look at the Pirates who are heading to Coors Field. Now, that's, of course, going to always be the highest over-under on the game, any game at Coors Field because of the altitude there. But, I mean, to what degree is it worth it to pay up for a Pirate stack? Yeah, that, that's what you have to figure out. It's, it's tough to stack Pirates when you're going that because – because of the fact that their prices are probably going to be inflated, you would have to probably go uh, cheap at the pitcher position if you are going to do that. So I think stacking may be a difficult thing to do, but picking your spots is is one thing I would do. And looking for guys that maybe can also – you maybe go with a little mini stack and a, a couple guys in the order – 
pair one that's a little lower in price with a guy that is higher in price. And mm-hmm. uh, one guy I was looking at is David Freeze. Um, yep. As of Monday, he's sitting at about 3,200. He's batting over 300 on the season or right around 300. I believe he's over it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been hitting near the top of the order. He's yet to go deep, but he has enough power that Coors Field, he can hit a ball out of Coors Field. So yeah. he's, a, he's a guy that he's a guy that you can – help stack with on the pirates if you want to go with a stack and he's not gonna bust your budget either so Mm -hmm. it's a guy that i would be targeting in that order yeah especially if you have a uh if you have a high pitch high price pitcher for a cash game it's gonna get tough to get a lot of good hitters in your lineup now freeze at 3200 might leave you with just enough cash to put in andrew mccutcheon a guy like 5000 or on the 5000 range there and you know then you can kind of do average hitters for the rest of the way out here but i do think sometimes fanduel overreacts a little bit to the pricing adjustment for example if you stack up some players side by side i'm using prices from monday to talk about this josh harrison costs almost as much as robinson cano jordy mercer costs about as much as troy tulowitzki i think that's starting to get a little bit out of hand and even if mercer were to lead off you know there's good potential there but i i really have a tough time paying more for mercer when tulo's on the table at a hundred dollars less do you agree chris yeah, I mean, you look at Mercer versus Tulo, who would you rather have as a hitter there? Mm-hmm. And uh and and Tulo, I mean, is is a much better hitter overall. Obviously, he's struggled a little bit to start the season, but you look at it and he's if you're looking at the comparing those two in the body of work in the past, obviously it is a little bit of a tough matchup with him on on Tuesday when they have Chris Sale pitching against him, but it's still in Toronto. You got at least a decent ballpark there, which isn't. I mean, it is definitely a drop off from Coors Field, but it's still probably maybe the second most friendly hitter ballpark I mean, among that, the top. That, that can be argued. Yes. I mean, you have to throw things like Globe Life and Great American in there as well. Yeah, there are a few others that are around there. There's a few, but they're among the best hitter, most hitter friendly ballparks in baseball as well. So mm-hmm. if you look at those and you look at the overall, just look at the player in general. Sometimes it's not worth paying up those Coors price tags that you're going to have to have to uh, chalk up to those to put them in your lineup. Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of people might back off some Blue Jays going up against Sale. It's been, uh, you know, he has had a rough going. The, a lot of those, I mean, Blue Jays lineup is very, very right-handed, and, um, and, and Sale is a pitcher that, uh, of course, just you know left-handed and uh can be susceptible to the long ball against some of these guys i'm looking up sales numbers here against the blue jays so not bad a 257 era over uh let's see looks like three starts there 28 innings has given up three long balls so you know guys like donaldson and tulo aren't necessarily out of play against sale i would think you know you, you might have to consider them and they're good contrarian plays for tournaments yeah, I would agree. All right, so let's go move on to some other hitters. Now, there's a lot of guys that have been leading, moving up in the batting order, getting called up, and getting created new opportunities. Looks like, for example, Zach Cozart back in the leadoff spot for Cincinnati. They're going to be playing against the Mets. Another one that comes to mind is Ezekiel Carrera leading off three straight games, heading into Monday with Michael Saunders injured. Uh, Daniel Castro's another one. Uh, won't provide much pop, but... You know, I was hitting the two-hole in seven straight games leading up to Monday. Even, like, looking at yesterday's lineup, Chris Coughlin hit second for the A's. I mean, are, are these guys mostly – I mean, you don't really go out of your way to get these guys in here, but they make for some solid salary relief. Is this a strategy you typically employ? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the top of the orders, generally you want to try to find some guys that are cheaper atop the order because, like we have stated before, they no longer punish you for – 
uh, for for getting out, which is w- one thing that was punished for uh, punished in the past. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that as much anymore. So you really want to try to target guys a lot of the time that are at the top of the order because of the fact that um, you get more at bats generally when you're hitting at top. So there's a better chance, and you have better, generally better hitters around you when you're hitting at the top of the order. So with with that in mind, uh, having Zach Cozart again at the top of the order is definitely, and, and some of these other guys, Ezekiel Carrera may not be a top of the order Tuesday when you look because he's a left-handed hitter going against Chris Sale, so exactly. it's quite possible he may not be, but if if Saunders is out for any uh, length of time, Carrera could still be a guy, and t- unless his price starts to rise dramatically, mm-hmm. still be might be a guy worth targeting uh, at the top of the order. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that the uh, that the Carrera price will eventually catch up, especially as this uh, Saunders in- injury lingers. And whoop, I got to correct myself here because it looks like Saunders did get back into the starting lineup on Monday despite that hamstring injury. So maybe the days of Carrera are done, but it's a situation worth monitoring. Probably don't want to push Sanders too hard too fast, especially with hamstring injuries. A couple more guys to maybe look at. Anderson Simmons had a pretty hot start to the season. Uh, He's actually in an 0-for-10 slump now, but recently snapped a 12-game hitting streak. Gave him a couple days batting out of the two-hole. Steve Pierce hitting second for the Rays, uh, at least at only 2100 on Monday, uh, someone who went deep on Sunday. That's another good guy. And I noticed today this happens very rarely, but guys like Jose Perela from the Padres just kind of got called up for roster depth, but he checked in at about 1800 on Monday. So if you can ever catch him in the starting lineup at 1800 uh, and you, know, you just cross your fingers and hope for the best, you don't really get much better salary relief than that. Yeah, and uh, Perela, I believe, gives you a little extra speed potentially as well so if you're looking at something there I mean he's not he's not going to be a guy that's going to chalk up home runs or anything and and, but you're not looking for too much out of 1800 he's really almost just a throw-in that you're just trying to get in there exactly it'll help you get a $13,000 Kershaw in your lineup to go along with maybe a $5,000 McCutcheon or Trout so uh, all those options in play a little bit and again stolen bases six points on FanDuel uh we do have a few FanDuel scoring changes coming on Wednesday we'll kind of go over those in tomorrow's podcast now like to look at some hitter stacks of course and you always start by looking at the highest over-unders at least that's where I like to start to kind of get an idea uh Garrett Cole and the Pirates at Jorge De La Rosa and the Rockies over under 11 that game's pretty wild we kind of already discussed some of the merits in that game there are two games where the over-under is nine. Uh, Cardinals with Carlos Martinez at the Diamondbacks at Shelby Miller. Again, Arizona, pretty hitter-friendly ballpark. And another hitter-friendly ballpark I mentioned earlier, Globe Life. We've got uh, Luis Severino and the Yankees at the Rangers here, and Griffin's going to be heading out to the mound for them. Over-under is nine there, but, I mean, I'm kind of liking that game as a stack. I might try and get a few guys from uh, from both sides in that game because I think there'll be a decent amount of runs uh put up there i mean do you agree with me in that stack or are there any other maybe stacks to consider there's a few other games on here as well with uh some relatively high over-unders yeah i mean i could see the yankees severino wasn't very good last time out and is another uh ballpark that lends itself to allowing a lot of runs there so i think there and there's still some decent room for for salary relief even in those stacks prince fielder hasn't been off to a great start so i'm not uh i'm not 100 percent sure on the price right now i can i'm gonna check he's probably right around three thousand. i mean if i had to estimate yeah he's at 3100 so you're looking at the price there among first baseman that's not 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 too expensive so if you're looking for a guy in a stack that you can afford probably Mm -hmm. that's that's another guy that uh in another lineup 
that you can afford in a decent matchup with a, a good over under as well. Yeah, first base tends to be very deep, I guess in in my in my observations. Like you mentioned, Freeman slumping, but he's still only twenty nine hundred, and he can go off on any day. Jose Abreu only thirty one hundred. He's the same price as as Prince Fielder. Of course, you, you want to check confirm these guys are in the lineup. Maybe pick out a platoon split there. But I think first base is a pretty deep position where you can find some value early on. And, yeah, the, yep, yep. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna mention. Yeah, that's the that was the route I employed my uh, first week of the FanDuel competition, and it paid off. I used Tyler White. He was at twenty seven hundred, mm-hmm. super cheap option. Generally, first base is a position people pay up for, but there's like you mentioned, there's definitely room to get some uh, some value out of even the lower posi- the lower uh, dollar amounts there. Okay, right on. A couple other just high over unders to consider. Both these games are at eight and a half. Rich Hill and the A's go two. Mike Pelfrey and the Tigers over under eight and a half. We also have Cody Anderson and the Indians at Ricky Nolasco and the Twins. So uh, a couple other games that you may want to consider using multiple hitters in. Well, MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players. Stay under the salary cap and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 so anyone can play. All right, Chris, let's move on to the uh, latter part of our program where it's time to pick out some pitchers that might be some good tournament flyers, guys you want to kind of either toss a dart, roll the dice on, however you want to phrase it, but you're thinking of lower-priced, potentially lower-ownership options that if they come through with a real nice game, you're most likely to cash in tournaments. And uh, you've got a pretty interesting pick today, Chris, someone I own in our our Rotowire Stake League, who I've been a little bit disappointed with so far. But who are you thinking of for Tuesday, and uh, and why do you think that he might be a good play? Yeah, the uh, pitcher I'm looking at is Nathan Carnes of the Seattle Mariners. Uh, he has a he could have a potentially low ownership there because he's going up against uh, Dallas Keuchel and the Astros. But when you look at it, that game is in Seattle, so uh, his he's really struggled a little bit. Six of the nine runs that he's allowed have come via the home run, so that's really been an issue for him. But when you look at that ballpark, it may limit that a little bit more. So, And the Astros do have some power and some names, so it may scare people uh, off of him as well as the pitching matchup. But, um, it, again, this is a tournament flyer strategy, so you're looking for somebody that may have ownership that has a good chance to go off. So that's uh, when I look at that and I com- uh, look at the fact that the Astros also have a 26.5% strikeout rate this year, which is the highest in the league. So you, you factor that in as well. And when you look at Carnes, he actually has 18 strikeouts over 15 and a third innings this season. So he has the stuff to strike guys out. And you match that with the Astros' high strikeout rate. And the potential for the, the price is probably going to be relatively low on him as well. So you, so the win percentage chance may be down a bit, but there's still he still has a fighter's chance at that there. So, um, I mean, Keiko last time out had, gave up 13 hits, six runs allowed against the Rangers, so six earned runs, runs period, I believe. Um, so if you're looking at that, a, a guy that you can potentially throw in there as a tournament play, he's one of the guys I will be targeting on Tuesday. Yeah, a guy like Keiko tends to pitch to contact. It's a lot of ground balls, so... You know, if the if the balls don't fly exactly right, he could be susceptible to a little bad luck. And I mean, Carnes with that with the home run to fly ball that he's had so far, he's had a little bit of tough luck too. So uh, for the sake of my season log teams, I definitely hope you're right and can see that. Now, if you were to use Carnes today for whatever reason, I don't know how much the price might change, but it looks like he's around 
8100. So just something to consider there moving forward here. For me, you know, I had a week off of the podcast, a week of vacation, but not much has changed with my mindset in the week. Uh, now that I'm back in action, I'm going to go back to picking on the Brew Crew, and I'm going to go with Kyle Hendricks and the Cubs. Now, a lot of people might back off on him again because he's facing pretty much the clear-cut uh, ace in Milwaukee uh, in, in Jimmy Nelson. But, of course, like you mentioned, that might knock down the ownership percentage a little bit. Uh, you, I like how you mentioned in your Carnes analysis that the Astros strike out at a rate of 26.5%. Uh, look at the Brewers now, 26% even heading into Monday. That's second. Right in the middle of the pack in... Uh, in weighted on base percentage, you know, just kind of an all-encompassing offensive category. But I think the Brewers' offensive categories really, uh, you know, kind of shot up a little bit with the recent shellacking of the Twins here on Sunday. Put up quite a few runs in that game, so it's tough to look at their their rank, especially after less than a month into the season, kind of moving in there. But actually, Hendricks is another person who I own in that same stake league there. So Carnes and Hendricks, both decent tournament options that you might be able to get around $8,000. And $8,000 seems like a lot, but... I mean, that's $5,000 different than Kershaw, and that's that's a difference between getting Arenado, Trout, and McCutcheon into your lineup or not. So absolutely a way to go there, uh, I would say. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and that, as a Brewers fan, I've noticed uh, Brewers have had some up-and-down games. They'll have games where they explode and games where they get shut out. So if you're, it, it's definitely, like you're saying, it's a, it's a flyer strategy, but there's definitely potential for Kyle Hendricks to have a good outing. All right. Yeah, yeah, right on. So uh, just to recap here what we've kind of gone over in this podcast, uh, for cash games, Chris and I both really like David Price and Johnny Cueto with, uh, of course, Kershaw's on the slate, making him always in play. And for tournaments, Chris went with Nate Carnes, and I am going to go with Kyle Hendricks. Well, thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Remember that first-time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via Rotowire can get six months of complimentary access. To check out rotowire.com on your own, just go to rotowire.com slash pod. That is rotowire.com slash pod. Once again, for Chris Benzine, I'm Jake Latarski. If you are out there on Twitter, follow Chris at Crispy272002. Follow me at Jakeski52. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Baseball Podcast will return on Wednesday with myself and the plaid prince, John McKechnie. They're going to kill the love of my life if I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.